Muslim Radio Weekly is sponsored by Green Vine Market in Plano, providing customers with a flavorful shopping experience in a vibrant atmosphere. Learn more at greenvinemarket.com. And Shawarma Press, authentic shawarma and Mediterranean food with new locations near you. Visit shawarmapress.com. Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Muslim Radio Weekly. I'm your host, KM Dean. Alhamdulillah, all praise be to Allah. It's good to be here with you again on Sunday morning for another episode of Islamic Talk and Entertainment. Today I'm going to play for you a wonderful discussion we had on Clubhouse this week with Sister Amina Muhammad Diggins about trusting your passions. If you're an entrepreneur, an artist, or someone with a strong desire to put to use a skill or idea you have, this is a discussion you will want to hear. Hosted by Sister Nazi Paterov, here's Trusting Your Passions. So thank you all for joining. This is Muslim Radio Dallas, and we are here today with Sister Amina Muhammad Dickens. And uh, she has ventured on to lots of adventures, um, following trusting her passions. And so uh, we are here to talk with her about some of the passions that she has trusted and followed. Alhamdulillah, thank you for joining so that we can explore this wonderful topic of trusting your passions. So, um, Sister Amina, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself first, and um, and then I have some more specific questions for you. Assalamu uh, alaikum. Thank you so much for uh, the invitation. Um, uh, I'm excited to be here. So my name is Amina Muhammad Diggins. I'm originally from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, now in New Jersey. I've been here for a while. I am a children's book author primarily. Uh, so I've written three children's books. Uh, the first one was There's Greatness in Me. Um, the second one um, was Bashira and the Amazing Bean Pie. And my latest book that came out in May 2021 was called... Um, <laughs> I just drew a blank. Doing your prayers, right? This is why we pray. <laughs> this is why we pray. That's this right. is why we yeah. pray. So uh, that's uh, my latest uh, book. I'm also a playwright. So Bashira and the Amazing Bean Pie was... Um, was produced into a stage play uh, through the Philadelphia Children's Museum. I think it's one of the top 10 museums in the United States. Um, and we had about 114 shows with the museum with the, um, I guess a five person cast. And it was really, really exciting and cool. Um, and I've had many careers <laughs> uh, throughout my life. So I guess uh, trusting passions uh, kind of is up my alley. Um, so I've owned a, uh, a daycare. Um, I've also owned a carpet cleaning company, a bounce house uh, rental company. I've also coached. Um, and at different points in my life, also worked in corporate America. Um, and at different points in my life, I trusted my gut and wasn't afraid to step out on faith and show alhamdulillah um, and just go for it. Uh, so um at different points in my life. So whenever I got the the inclination and it started to kind of burn within, inside of me and I had an idea, um, I said, Bismillah, and I went for it. I'm also a marathoner. So I ran wow. a couple of half marathoners, uh, half marathons and a full marathon. Alhamdulillah. Um, and so that's me. <laughs> that's great. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, I was, I mean, that's, that's what was my question to you when we were trying to, think of a discussion topic that would interest people and I was like tell me what you're passionate about you know and mm -hmm. and you were like I'm passionate about passion you know trusting my passions so that that and that you know that's something I definitely live by too absolutely mm -hmm. you have to you have to go with what you have to go with what you love in mm -hmm. order to be successful in life, enjoy life, um, learn and grow yourself. Absolutely. And so, um, it seems like you have a lot of passions 
tell us um, how did how did you how did those passions sort of come to you? Do, do you, are you just like wake up one morning and and uh, and you're like, oh, I want to do this today? Or does a lot just sort of put you in these positions? Or um, just give us one story about how you got started on something. Um, I remember when I was like many moons ago, um, I was um, running a corporate office in North Jersey and I hated it. <laughs> so I would drive two hours to work every single day. Um, and in two hours back home, um, and one day, one of the elder sisters in our community asked me, how's, how's life going? How's work? And I burst, burst out crying. Um, and the next week, I think I put in my two-week resignation. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. And I didn't know what was to come next, but I knew that I had to leave whatever was going on, you know, in my job. Um, so I think that uh, we all have those moments in our life where we you know, we can't take it anymore. Like we are just done. Um, and it's important not to get to that point where you're bursting out crying because everything, well, not everything, but what you want to do, you don't have the courage to go for, um, for that. Um, so I think that moment for me was, was kind of pivotal that I decided that I would not be in a position ever again, where I was too afraid to take the leap. Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. Shawarma Press. With more than five years in business, Shawarma Press is the go-to place for authentic shawarma and Mediterranean food that looks great and tastes amazing. Shawarma Press. With new locations in San Antonio, Plano, and Georgetown, and their newest location in Arlington, with a grand opening event on February 20th. Shawarma Press. Bring your family between 12 noon and 6 p.m. for free wraps, bowls, desserts, and more. Visit shawarmapress.com and Shawarma Press DFW Facebook page for more information. Shawarma Press. Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. I'm always, I always look at life as, as long as it's serving you, as long as you're happy in it, as long as you're doing your best when you start to not necessarily cut corners or it's just making you sad or you're dreading doing it. Um, of course, I'm not saying to be flighty and just kind of jump from one thing to the next, but everything has um, a, end, a start and an ending. Um, and, at a t and, and at different points in our life, we have to kind of trust our gut and understand that it's okay to say, I've done this for five or six years. I've done, I've, done all that I can do. I'm happy with the work that I've done and I can move on to something else. Absolutely. Can you do me a favor? Um, somehow we were both supposed to be moderators, or at least I was supposed to be a moderator. And I think because you jumped in a second before I did, it made mm -hmm. you moderator. So can you just make me moderator? Appreciate it. Okay. You know how to do that? I do not. <laughs> so. um, just, just click on my circle and then um, at the bottom, you'll get a choice to um, Got it. Awesome. make me a moderator. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right. Um, so I'll give you a second to do that. Uh, bring up my next question. Um, I was thinking more about why people hold back. Mm. I was listening to um, Denzel Washington's speech. I try to listen to some really inspirational speeches just to keep me going. And he said, there's so many times where we hold back. And mm. I think I, there's, especially from, for, a woman too. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so many reasons the society gives us excuses as to reasons that we should hold back. Um, mm -hmm. And and then you know, like if you're wearing hijab or if you're a person of color, like the, all these things, you just say, "Oh, well, I'll never, I'll never, you know, it'll never work for me." And so you start holding back. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, "Don't hold back. Fall forward." Mm -hmm. So like, get into f fail. You know, fail hard but fail forward and don't hold back. And mm -hmm. I just try to remember that every day. Um, so there's, there's so many people that are holding back from their, from their passions because they are afraid to fail. But mm -hmm. I was wondering, you know, is there a real risk to getting to following whatever your passion is? Maybe some of those risks are realistic, but how mm -hmm. do you judge when you're, when you have a realistic fear of mm -hmm. failing and when you, when you, you know, when you really 
should be trying something new. Uh, I remember uh, Will Smith said something. There's a difference between uh, fear, like a real fear, like being, you know, you're a lion sitting in front of you and you're like afraid, you know, um, or something that we've just conjured up in our heads and we've made it bigger than it needs to be. And we're just afraid of speaking in front of people or we're afraid of starting a new venture or we're afraid of going on a vacation, you know. It's because we have that lack of information. I think a lot of the fear comes from like lack of information about what exactly it is. So the more we can educate ourselves about a particular passion that we have, the less fearful we can be of it because we're not afraid when we're doing what we're doing. Like, you know, if you're whatever job that you have or um, there was a time where you were afraid to do that thing or you were afraid to drive a car, you were, you know, like we had those fears that I've never done this before. And I'm afraid. But the more that we learn about it and we teach ourselves, we connect with people who have already moved it, paved the way, it's easier to not be afraid anymore. And a lot of times we're not necessarily afraid of failing. Sometimes we're afraid of what people will think, you know, oh, you've never been X, Y, and Z. Now you're running, you know, you've never done this. Now you're going to law school, you know. Um, and it's important to just put our faith in a law, subhanahu and um listen to that inner voice. And I, I'm really, um, when you said like waking up with ideas, sometimes I, I do, you wake up with those ideas. You're like, wow, that is really cool. Let me write that down. And then you can come back to it when it's, um, and you don't have to pursue everything at the same time. Um, just compartmentalize, look at your life that way. And then you can go for things. And the more educated you are about a situation, the less fearful you can become. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So I also also think that some things sort of become passions because because we see a need. Did mm -hmm. you in any of the things that you were doing like how did you come across well wow this is a big need I've got to fill the fill this gap and if I don't fill do it gap. nobody else will like were there any projects that you worked on that kind of with, with writing your books mm -hmm. did did that sort of idea come to you um, I definitely think for um, Bashir and the Amazing Bean Pie, I was looking for children's books that um, were cultural specific to African-American Muslims. And I was like, you know, there's not really out there, that many out there. I was like, like, okay, like culturally. I was like, okay, there, you know, and then there were no books about like bean pie. And because my, my parents had um, a bean pie factory when I was younger. So that was like very familiar for me. Um, and I knew that it was like a, of greatly loved dessert uh, within our community. And I said, you know, it would be nice to um, make icon an iconic book about um, such a special dessert uh, for a lot of us. Um, and I said, okay, this might be a good idea. And I think from the time I had the idea to when the book was actually done was like a few months. Um, and I think that when we follow that, that urge within us, and then at one point, I was really, really scared. So when we're talking about fear, I was petrified. So I had got all of my design, my artwork done, and I just couldn't make myself approve the last few pages. It was like I was sitting there for a week, and then my my um, illustrator was sending me, you know, pictures, and I was like, I'm really, really scared. I don't know. It was mainly a fear of this might be a really great thing, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And then I got a call because someone heard I was writing a book about bean pie. And she said, the Children's Museum of Philadelphia is looking for people to read books for the Eid. And would you read Bashir and the Amazing Bean Pie? And I was like, I guess I have to get it done now. <laughs> so, so sometimes we need that extra push because we're procrastinating because sometimes we know it's, this is going to be really, really cool. And we're scared of that. We're scared, not necessarily of failure, we're scared of success. At least for me, I was like, oh, I really feel this could be really, really good. And am I ready for that? So, um, you know, procrastination will set in. But... They, they call that like an imposter syndrome or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, OMG, like, you know, okay, this is, this is really working out. This is a really good idea. Um, and, and this could really work out, you know? So I think that mm -hmm. maybe it's not always a failure, but the, the, the fear of you're actually good at something, you know, like, wow, 
I, I can really run a six minute mile. Like, oh my, and then you're afraid to get out there and run the race because you're like, I, you know, so we get caught up in our minds and they start to play tricks on us. And we, we just have to come sometimes just make ourselves do it. Or in my case, when people can hold you accountable and the person had no idea that I was going through this back and forth, but since they knew that I was working on a project, they're like, oh, you know, so sometimes having other people that can hold you accountable is really cool. Good Tree Academy in Plano offers a unique Quran and core curriculum delivered by award-winning instructors. Good Tree Academy is having an open house on February 12th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Collin County's first accredited Islamic preschool to 12th grade. Enroll your child for the next school year. For more information, visit the Good Tree Academy Facebook page. Right. And also support you and believe in you, I think, too. It's mm -hmm. important to surround yourself with a good community, which is, you know, why it's so good to be part of a strong Muslim community as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what we're trying to build here on, on Muslim radio as well. It's just that this online community of uh, where we have people who are contributors. And then we also have youth who are um, we're trying to get internships for youth and things to, to try to encourage them to also continue what we call edutainment. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate, um, you know, everybody that's been contributing and even joining that helps us to grow this um, radio program, inshallah. So keep to keep on with this, you know, topic of... Um, of building our, our trusting our passions. Um, I, I was thinking about, um, so what if somebody feels like they don't really have any passions and they just, they just kind of, kind of jealous of people who do people, some people like ideas come to them so easily and they, they're so gung ho about following their, their passions and, and then some people feel like they just have an emptiness or they don't have any ideas and they just don't know how anyone, how those people out there kind of find their passions. What do you, what do you tell those, the people that feel like that? So I guess there's a difference between people. Um, you have to just really be, if you're not content with which, where you are, because if you're just happy, you're like, you're, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm already doing what I love to do. There's no need to explore anything else. Like there's a, that's a personality type. Like I'm totally fine. What is all this talk about passions? You know, <laughs> like mm -hmm. I, I'm happy, you know? Um, and then there's people, like you said, that you, you're like, okay, I really, that would be really cool if I could kind of hone in on to what I, you know, have always, you know, kind of something, something that kind of makes me who I am can make me happy. And then you're looking at other people, the grass is supposedly always greener on the other side of the fence or whatever. Um, I would say um, there was always a point in everyone's life, even if you were like really little, like maybe you really, really loved to draw, you know, and it made you happy. You remember that time when you were small and you would just love to draw all day long. But then as you got older, you're like, oh, that's not a really a thing. So I'm not going to pursue that. So I would say that to go back to kind of think about when you were um, your younger self and what made you happy, what gave you that spark um, and what you got away from because it maybe it wasn't convenient or, you know, your parents said it wasn't a, a great career path um, and go back to that and explore that. Um, and also just if you can't, if you don't have anything that you can kind of go back to that you, when you were little, to look, there are like a lot of classes, like there are art classes, um, there are like workshops and seminars on how to do, how to, you know, knit or paint or, or anything um, that you can just dibble and dabble and find what makes you happy. Because um, at different points in our life, there are going to be things that speak to us. Um, and it's important to open ourselves up to new experiences because you never know um, what's going to give you that smart, that spark. So I just started doing a CrossFit training. This is my third week. And I always knew that I would look at people and say, wow, they're flipping tires and they're, you know, doing burpees. And I would like, look at that, like, that is something really cool. And I would be, you know, sitting on my couch looking like that would be really cool to do. And instead of me for, for years, I would be like, that was really cool. And I say, you know what, Mina? Find a woman gym that does that what you want to do and just do it. 
And right. alhamdulillah, um, it's, you know, because it can take a while. And you're like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. I could never do that because I don't know where I would find something like that. And then just do a Google search, say Bismillah, and you never know what Allah is going to open, um, what doors Allah is going to open up for you. Absolutely. So, I mean, you just have to explore, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. I yeah. think that everybody has something. When, when we, everybody has something that they are thinking, even if you don't think it's a passion, it's something that, that would be really cool if I could do that, you know? But we all, right. we see things that we're like, man, it would be really nice if I could um, do road, a road race. Oh, you know, or you're looking at things, seeing that spark within you, whenever you're drawn to something, as long as it's halal, <laughs> right. um, it's, it's something that's within you that's saying, this is something that you could actually do. And then just explore it. Find out ways that how you can get involved. Take some time for yourself and explore that particular interest. And that's what mm -hmm. I, that's what I, I tried to do at least. Yeah. I mean, I think when you, when you explore, you're looking for what is inspiring you. And mm -hmm. then you try to keep that inspiration going by, you know, maybe following that, listening to that great speech again, or just looking at those great paintings again, or listening to that piece of music again to just continue to be inspired. So do you think you have a role model in history or someone or, or something that you look for to, as for inspiration? Um, I, I would say when it comes to role models, people who have done things first have always inspired me. And it could be anything. The first person to have, the first woman to have blown around the world or the first woman to have, you know, a swam, you know, from, you know, so many miles or uh, the first person to have invented, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's something about that particular spirit of doing things first that has always inspired me because it takes a lot of, um, I guess, intuition, listening to your, your inner self and to be the first person to do something. And I think that I can't really put my my, but all but anytime I'm, I've seen someone that's done something for the first time, um, either the first Muslim woman to do this or the first anything has always been um, really inspirational to say, okay, if this person can do this for the first time, you know, and no one else did it before them, or maybe no one that looked like them or was the same color, same religion, um, has always inspired me to say, okay, everything, anything is possible, and to just always trust your gut. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, Omar Suleiman has a podcast or something that the name of it is firsts. Mm. I mean, he mostly does firsts of like the Sahaba time, you know. Mm -hmm. But still, that 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 list that um, podcast does inspire me. And then, of course, um, that's a lot of what I write about in um, my history books um, for children about just firsts of Muslims who've done things and first in American history, especially, it's just yeah. such a good thing to make like a, if you don't have that, I think as a curriculum for your Sunday schools, or if you're a parent and you're not teaching your kid about the first person to do whatever, mm -hmm. um, I think you're just definitely missing out, missing, you've got so many missed opportunities there for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's about that spirit of stepping out on faith. And I'm just going to go ahead and do this because it inspires me. And then it can inspire, it starts a ripple effect and it can inspire so many other people. I remember when I started running, um, no one was running, you know, it's like, okay, this is just a sport someone else does, not me. Um, right. And then I just saw different women who looked like me um, start to run. It was other Muslim sisters around the world. I was like, oh, they're running races. Maybe I could do that. And it was started to be something that I actually enjoy doing because someone else, you know, was visible and they went out and did it and it inspired me to do that too. So I think that um, whenever we have that, that inclination to do anything and maybe no one else is doing it, to trust your, your gut and to say, it's okay if I'm the only one, I'm making a way for everybody else. Absolutely. And how many young people are looking up, you know, towards that and seeing that as a possibility for themselves because they're seeing somebody else do it, you know, that they, 
that they know. Greenvine Market, your one-stop shop halal supermarket and cafe, serving up quality with integrity. Shop custom Dabia halal cuts, grains, nuts, spices, specialty oils, fresh produce, as well as bakery goods. Greenvine Market has the everyday items you love, as well as hand-picked Mediterranean and Indo-Pak products to add some flavor to your routine. Enjoy their handcrafted tea and coffee from their coffee bar and order some delicious food from around the world at their cafe. Visit them at 1804K Avenue in Plano or order online via their app or greenvinemarket.com for delivery or curbside pickup. And we are here today with Sister Amina Mohammed Dickens and this wonderful topic of trusting your passions. So do you feel, do you ever have a, a dua or an ayah or a hadith or anything that just reminds you once you're starting to start on a new path of a new passion to follow that you try to remember to say to yourself to, to try to, um, I guess, ask Allah to support you for, on that? Uh, I always ask Allah for peace. And I know that sounds like generic, um, but peace can be, um, like when we're living our, our lives and we're going after different aspirations, our lives can get hectic. You know, we got, we're mothers, you know, wives, um, we have professions and now we're pursuing this other thing. Um, and it can make our lives kind of a little bit topsy-turvy. So I always, whenever I'm going after anything and I feel like the temperature start to rise, like, okay, maybe this is too much. I just always ask Allah, please surround me with your peace. So that way I'm, everything is okay. Like my, all the different hats that I'm wearing, I have peace in all of that. Um, and I also love waking up to Hajjit. Um, and then just asking oh, Allah, please to help me. And I know that's also generic, <laughs> but sometimes we don't know what we need help with and only Allah knows. Um, you know, so it's just, I just need, yeah, Allah help me. Um, even if I think everything is going good, just to please, to help, to help me and grant me peace. Allah surround me with peace. Place light in front of me. Place light in back of me. To my left and to my right. Surround me with your nur. Oh Allah, please grant me peace. And so that's one of the, I guess if I were to say something, I don't know if it's a prophetic dua, <laughs> but uh, it's something that I, I that I that I always say. Yeah, I mean, even just remembering to turn to our Allah when you're in this situation is, I think, just the most important. Not necessarily what you say or mm -hmm. is or how you say it, but just the fact that you are turning towards Allah is probably the the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've been talking here on Muslim Radio Dallas about our passions and how to trust our passions. Now, you know, when I looked on the internet about tr trusting your passion, I saw more of the phrase follow your passion. Was mm. there a certain reason why you, you, you um, sort of proposed the word trust instead of follow? Um, because we have to, we have to trust that we're capable of doing whatever we want to do. Sometimes follow, we're just kind of like blindly following. It seems like aimlessly, like the word follow just seems like, uh, <laughs> to me, that's just when I, I think of follow, it just seems like there's no purpose. There's just kind of meandering along. Um, but trusting has more oomph to me, you know, trusting that, you know, whatever you're going after is going to come into fruition. Trusting that this idea that you have is going to be a great one. Trusting that um, this new project that you started is going to be amazing because you said Bismillah and you know that you can trust uh, your abilities um, to make it happen. So I think that when when you the different the difference for me between trust and follow is that to trust something you have. Uh, there's more fortitude and more uh, more actual passion behind it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. By the way, I do have to tell you that I did grow up with bean pies too. <laughs> oh, yay! <laughs> uh, and every time I go back to D.C. and Maryland, 
I'm like, I got to get me a bean pie to take home. And everybody's like, why? What is that? (laughs) 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 Yeah. And, you know, one of the rooms we did before, which you could maybe find on replay, we, I interviewed a sister who was, who has a, a, um, a chain of shawarma stores. And I did a, top five I did a game where we did the top five Muslim foods mm-hmm. and number one on the list was the bean well no I think the date was number one the date, yeah. I think number two maybe <laughs> yeah. was the bean pie <laughs> I mean because the date I mean who can who can deny that a date you is a Muslim food that. right <laughs> but yeah <laughs> somewhere in there I think number two maybe was the, the bean pie for sure mm-hmm. and then and then there's um, I saw like a a museum um, curator, I think it was in Brooklyn or something. He was saying that the bean pie was the only like American Muslim food. Yeah, the only American Muslim. Like there was a whole like podcast, like a video. Um, mm-hmm. There was like um, when he talked about how it was the only American Muslim food that you can say, oh wow, that's really like it's a a staple or it's an iconic dish. Um, and I love that there are different recipes and different takes on it. Like you can go to different places in in, in America and like taste different versions. You know, like the the honey a bean pie, and then you have one that have a lot of a um, lot more cinnamon and nutmeg, and then some have like a hint of ginger. Um, one of my favorites is, a, is the Abu bean pie in, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've had it a couple times and I'm really considering buying it to have it shipped to me. So if you haven't had um, <laughs> Abu's Bakery in Brooklyn, they do ship. <laughs> oh, next time I go there, I'll have to try that one. Mine, mm-hmm. I think the ones I grew up on were definitely the nutmeg and cinnamon. Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. With more than five years in business, Shawarma Press is the go-to place for authentic shawarma and Mediterranean food that looks great and tastes amazing. With new locations in San Antonio, Plano, and Georgetown, and their newest location in Arlington, with a grand opening event on February 20th. Bring your family between 12 noon and 6 p.m. for free wraps, bowls, desserts, and more. Visit shawarmapress.com and Shwarma Press DFW Facebook page for more information. Shwarma Press. Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. Well, I'll just open the floor to everybody else. And, um, you know, if you want, had a comment or a question and you, want, you wanted to share, um, you're welcome. I will just um, invite everybody to speak and if you don't have anything to share, that's fine too. Um, you can, if you're on stage, you can just mute your mic and um, and uh, and not speak. That's that's fine too. And that being on stage, you can have the ability to flicker your mic in case you hear something you like. So that's the benefit of being on stage. Um, and there's brother Cam and who and. And creating Muslim radio, I will have to say, is definitely trusting his passion with this. And, uh, you know, he, he came to me a couple years ago, right before COVID, and says, you know, I, got, I have this thing I want to do. I have this thing I want to do. Um, and a, as time went on, we just kept developing and developing it. And, you know, every since, it's like every day, I think, as, as we look at Muslim radio and what we want to do with it, I think both of us have been like having to trust this passion, just trust it. Like this is going to work. Yes. It's going <laughs> so, to work. Yes. <laughs> this is going to work. I know. And it's just with COVID there's been so many um, roadblocks. And I think like we have a tendency to, to, um, to, to say, oh, every time, you know, you get this roadblock thrown, oh, that's a sign from Allah, it's not going to work, you know, <laughs> you just go in this down- downward spiral, but you just like have to wake up every day and say, this is going to work. I'm going to make this work, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, working. That's the thing. I think that <laughs> we, uh, we beat ourselves up about things because mm-hmm. um, like for me, like when you we start something, I forgot I also own Hot and Muslim. 
it's a lifestyle brand for Muslim women, haughtymuslim.com. So I just, I started it during the pandemic. Um, and you know, you put something out, you get one or two likes, right? You know, and you're thinking it's not working, but it's working because you're doing it. It is working. People are here. People are listening. They're clapping. Right. They're giving high fives to their family members right now, you know? Um, so it's, it's always working, but everything that's great always takes time. We have to remind ourselves that you don't become a black belt overnight. It's always working. Every time you work out in the gym, you're working towards your goal. Even if you don't see it right away, it's working. It's working. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I find that, and that's why I started saying, every Tuesday night, inshallah, we want to start doing something with Muslim Radio. Uh, so if you guys can just follow us every Tuesday night, if you have ideas, we got so many contributors to Muslim radio that come from so many different uh, backgrounds. We've got sports broadcaster, we've got, um, you, you know, Sister Shazia talks about um, wellness. Uh, she's kind of like a, a life coach. Um, I'm, I'm your pretty much talk about the, did you know, strange facts in history, uh, how they relate to Islam kind of thing. But, um, brother Cam is all about the music. Um, uh, so trying to bring it all together under one, one thing and anybody can contribute, um, anybody, you know, who has a story, just send us your story. All it has to do is take your phone and, uh, record three minutes of, what is your story? Um, and sometimes we'll have topics, you know, like this topic, trusting your passion. We'll put it out there to other people too. So brother Cam, did you have anything to yes, add? Everyone, uh, sister Amina for joining us tonight. Uh, this is a wonderful program and thank you Nazi for, uh, putting it all together. I think it's very important uh, for people to follow or trust their passion. And uh, actually, um, on our Muslim Radio Weekly program that we have on Radio Azad, I just had um, a discussion with Imam Muhammad al-Dursani about this uh, subject. And I just wanted to add from, uh, to, to this conversation about what, what he, something he said. Uh, so the Imam was talking, he was breaking down the word worship and, you know, from the Quran and he, you know, it's, everyone thinks that that, you know, it's, you know, the rituals, uh, you know, doing the Salat, going to the Masjid and paying Zakat and things like that uh, are just the worship. Those are part of the worship, but what else is part of worship is, is following what, you know that passion is what you what Allah created you to do finding that and and going with it that is actually a big part of our worship uh so i i thought that that was really interesting take on that and um so you know we we definitely do need to to follow our passion and figure out what what it is that Allah you know, put us here for to do to to contribute to, to to humanity to make things better to add benefit to to others and and you know one way we do that is you know doing something that we like to do. Um, another thing I wanted to add is that on I, on NPR I heard of uh, um, it was an interview that I. I think was on a program called Think, where a woman, a woman was saying back in the 50s that the job didn't used to necessarily be that thing that people were passionate about. You know, it was a job was a job. Okay. And then after work, they would follow their passion, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, drawing or painting or what, you know, some sports or whatever. Uh, I, uh, and, and she was saying that it's a danger that, you know, especially this generation, they, they expect that, that their job has to be their passion. And I think there's a, you know, there's a danger in that because, you know, you, then you, you can get in trouble by trying to, to make, 
you know, your your passion, your source of income. And that's how what got me in a lot of trouble through 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 the years, you know, trying to do that in as a musician, as an artist, as a you know, it's it was really hard. Uh and you know, so so it's okay to do a job that pays the bills and then outside of that to follow your passion. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think you hit that the nail on the head. A lot like you're right. Like this there's this um and sometimes people are afraid to even share what they do full time because it's like, oh, it's not passion. It's not, you know, it's not, you know, it, it's it's being able the luxury I read, I read something today that um the stability of something that you can account on gives you the freedom to be spontaneous. So, you know, you can't, you know, pursue passions if you, you can't put food on the table. Like you have to make sure that, you know, everything else has been fulfilled. Um, and then you're free to fulfill your passions. Uh, but if you are just going after passions and you're cannot, take care of yourself and you're a burden to society, you're a burden to your family, then, uh, you know, what good is having a passion if you, if you can't pursue it in peace, you know? And of course there's always going to be different, uh, understandings and different people have different ideas about like, you know, staying true to your passions and stuff like that. But, um, you know, by trade, you know, I am a life insurance producer, <laughs> you know, um, and it'll, you know, I, I wasn't always one, but at different points in my life, when I sold different businesses, you know, because it had already, it ran its course, it, you know, you can try to do different things that way it allows you to invest in your passions. It allowed me to invest in Houghton Muslim, you know, as a lifestyle brand for Muslim women and it allowed me to hire you know, when you have an, a cash cow, you can do, it gives you options. <laughs> but I, I, I agree, uh, Brother KM. Good Tree Academy in Plano offers a unique Quran and core curriculum delivered by award-winning instructors. Good Tree Academy is having an open house on February 12th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Collin County's first accredited Islamic preschool to 12th grade. Enroll your child for the next school year. For more information, visit the Good Tree Academy Facebook page. It's but if you can find that balance for sure, that's that's ideal. And I I've, I've researched a lot about burnout. It seemed like I mean when you were working for that corporate company and driving far, it, I mean there's so many of us that experience burnout. And what I was learning about it was that burnout isn't our fault. You know, we we think some it's a it's a job, a poor job conditions. But part of, I used to think that burnout was just from a lot of having to do a lot of work and getting burnt, just being overwhelmed from having so much work. But what I learned from researching the burnout um, is that it really was more about living by your values. So if you're in a job where you're doing something that's against your values or it doesn't seem like it's just not working out right, it's going to tear you down and you're not going to be, you know, you're not, you're not going to have that inspiration to follow the things you really love because you're just going to be so torn down by having to spend every day living against your values. And I think like as a Muslim, we have to remember that too. Um, we caught, we get caught into so many situations where uh, we make, we make money or we do things, but we're not always like living up to living, doing something that lives with our values. Yeah, it has to be fulfilling, you know, if it's not fulfilling, then you're not really following your passion. And it's sad that a lot of people like try to focus on, you know, making their passion into a business and then forgetting that part, what actually drove them to even start that passion. It's, it's tricky in the society that we live in. But at the same time, I think it's also about not forgetting that you have that passion, like not ignoring it, you know, because that is something that will drive you through your life, it will be able to motivate you to get through hurdles, even sometimes, you know, it's like, it's a lot uh, about like recognizing that God also wants us to trust the strengths that he gave us, you know, and, and with that, we want to also like 
you know, for me, it's kind of like, it has a lot to do with having the mission in life. What's your mission in life? You know, if it's a passion for uh, being passionate about passions, I never knew that existed. <laughs> Sister Amina's time, very, very happy. This is like the first time I ever heard that. And I totally love that. I, I like, I fell in love with that concept already. Just hearing that. I, it just amazes me what you've all done so far and um, it's just a great example that it's possible to actually achieve something in your life and no matter what hurdle comes your way stay focused you know stay goal oriented and inshallah you will get through it you know and and don't try to like get distracted too much of maybe what people believe that you're good at you have to discover your own you know um, strengths and, and what you're good at and I, I recently did this lecture for the what you call it, the Dialogue Institute Dallas for the 7th and 8th graders. And that's when that actually also came up because um, the topic was about your own life story and the difficulties and, the, and um, what you face as a Muslim in America, the difficulties and also the conveniences. And this was also brought up basically, you know, because a lot of them don't know what their future is going to be about. And, and so they have a lot of questions and they, they don't have that guide yet. They don't know really what they're good at. So one of the suggestions that I made was kind of like, you know, hey, maybe volunteer during your, your summer vacations at different places and then see what you're good at and figure out, you know, if this is something that works out for you. Like, are you good with working with kids or are you good with working uh, in the medical field? Would you be interested in this and that? And then after time, you discover things, you know, like when I was a kid, I, I grew up, you know, half German, half American. So when I was a kid, knowing German but not speaking it, I would take the German book even when I was seven years old and I would start translating it myself. Wow. You know, later on I started translating for my uh, classmates because they had problems learning English. So I would translate for them and I noticed that understanding each other is so important. So that is kind of like something that kicked me to um, follow the passion of like contributing to mutual understanding between the cultures and promoting cultural diversity. And then later on, when I did this internship at a tourist agency, I was so amazed about this story about this lady who was a tour guide and she showed me pictures and she was talking about it. And I just was so fascinated about this woman, what she was doing and how she was telling these stories about the different places she would uh, show the people and how the people reacted. I was just so amazed by that, that I was like, I want to do that too. You know, just the idea of, you know, contributing to, to cultural understandings. I, that's just my example. <laughs> yes, Sarah, thank you. Uh, Samia, I think... Uh, was next if you wanted to say something Samia if not that's you can just flash your mic that's fine no assalamu alaikum Nazi just uh, it's my first time to join the club it was um, really amazing to hear sister Amina mashallah the and the uh, the way you have really put trust your passion I really like it too because usually you we see the the word follow your passion so mm -hmm. that's where i think um, you know positive thinking also comes i was just just adding to it that stay positive uh, no matter how many things come along we do have this shaitan coming uh, and whispering us all the time that hey you're not capable of this and you can't mm -hmm. do that so staying positive and trying your best for your passion i think uh, is uh, is a good way to try out and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but if it doesn't work still... it doesn't work yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we should that. still give it a try yeah samia so followed my um my my passion to start a mommy and me group back 20 years ago <laughs> we brought our kid we said we we're gonna have a mommy and me group at the mosque and we brought our kids and Sometimes there was only what, four or five of us, but we did it every every week, and um, we, you know, we try to be supporting each other. Uh, the you yep. know, as the years go by, yep. and Sarah, Sarah Hamdallah, just I met her in um, in what five six years ago, and just amazed by all of the hardships she has really been faced with and has overcome. And I, you know, I, we try to put, 
boost each other. I think like you just almost need like a club of people around you that, you know, when you, you say, I, I had this passion, but I had to give it up and, or I had this idea, but it'll never work. And we just stay with each other and say, no, we're going to do this. You are going to do this. And we just remind each other. I think that it's just so good to have people around you to encourage you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Anybody else have anything to share? Otherwise, we'll close out the room. Uh, we've been talking today on Muslim Radio about trusting your passion, not just following it, but trusting your passion, knowing when the right time to follow that passion is, how to be pre prepared and, um, and, and all of that. So a couple of things I wanted to echo in terms of, um, you know, you need to, your passion doesn't have to be your job. And having a job that's stable, something that will hopefully something that you like well enough that you can do and then create a support for yourself so you can launch into trying out different passions. And you may not find your passion from the get-go and you may have it and then had enough of it and move on to something else. All right. Well, it looks like we're winding down the hour and this has been a great discussion about trusting your passions. This is Dr. Amina Muhammad Diggins, author and playwright and, um, we, and, and business owner. Jazakallah khair. Thank you so much. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum Jazakumullah khairan to our sponsors. Check out their websites, greenvinemarket.com, shawarmapress.com, and goodtreeacademy.org. And to our producers and contributors. If you would like to support Muslim Radio Weekly or our 24 7 broadcast, Muslim Radio Dallas, visit MuslimRadioDallas.com for your tax deductible donation. This is KM Dean for Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. See you next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad.